0: Welcome into season three of Cole with the Bats. This is Brandon Justice joined with Brian Sikowski. As always, back at it again. Uh, you guys might have heard our show from the MHSBCA. We'll talk a bit about that. Um, but this is, for some of you, the first time you've heard us in a while. But we had quite a bit of people listen to the MHSBCA stream. So appreciate everyone tuning into that and continuing to tune into. CWB throughout the year, whether it's on social or uh, or here on the podcast app. We've got something really exciting coming soon. Can't wait for Brian to talk about that, uh, who's with us here, as he always is, my co-host, partner in crime, a little bit of everything. Uh, could probably go on, but I won't share publicly. How are we?
1: <laughs> Good, buddy. Happy to be back. Happy to be back in the saddle. Um, yeah, the, the live show from uh, the convention was awesome. Uh, We had a great time. We had awesome guests. I really liked it. The only thing is we kind of screwed it up a little bit in the beginning. So the audio wasn't necessarily um, quality enough for us to then translate it into a podcast. So that's why it hasn't been made into an episode. We just, we didn't really, we, uh, it was a good first run. We'll be way better at it next year. Let's put it that way. Um, from both our perspectives as well as those of the convention, we'll we'll have a, a clearer plan in place, and as a result, uh, uh, do a better job to start and be what blah 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 blah. It's not going to be a podcast episode. Feel free to listen to it on the Twitter if you want. It's still our pinned tweet uh, at Cold Weather Bats, obviously. But anyways, what we do want to talk about, and this show is going to be mostly a quick one. We're going to rerun through the Super Twenty Five. We're going to you know talk about some other things, but. Uh, most importantly, we would like to direct everyone's attention to the Cold Weather Bats player draft. Uh, this year's version is a live show. It's an event. It's a attendable a, a thing, if you want to put it that way. Um, we're doing it at the Prospect Center. You've seen the announcements on social media. We will be at the Prospect Center on Monday, the 13th. That's this coming Monday. By the time you hear this, that may be tomorrow or later tonight, whatever. Um, we are – geez, uh, the prep's coming. We're doing a full broadcast of it. There'll be a link provided on Twitter. You can then watch it on YouTube. Um, the prep is going to do what the prep does. They're bringing multi cameras. They're bringing the whole crew. We're going to have a, a fully produced professional broadcast of this thing. And we're styling it as much as we can after what you know of from watching the NFL draft. We're going to have uh, all the players who are coming of which we have 20 or so committed right now. Um, you know, all those guys are going to be in the the green room, so to speak, which is upstairs of, of Coach Mike Rice's facility there at the Prospect Center. And uh, we're going to have Joe Mooney on the microphone, uh, doing the sideline duty from the green room, interviewing players as they get picked, as guys get drafted. They're going to walk down the stairs. They're going to be on camera. They're going to walk across the stage or, or turf in our uh, in our use. Um, We got hats and t-shirts for him from G brand. Of course, G brand coming through huge for us uh, along with the prep, along with prospect center, all the above. Um, We're going to, you know, we're going to try and make this cool. Like as far as I understand it, I don't think this has ever been done before. Um, Obviously the NFL draft exists. Obviously other drafts exist, but I don't know if anybody's ever done a fully produced broadcasted version of a hypothetical fantasy draft of high school baseball players. So, you know, Here we are trendsetters once more. Um, But anyways, we're really looking forward to it. It's free to attend. There's no charge. You're all more than welcome to come listening to this now. If you want to come hang out at the Prospect Center, if you're looking for something to do on Monday night, if you just kind of want to feel the vibe of what we're going for, feel free to come on out. We we would love to have – um a, a live studio audience so to speak we want that sort of crowd buzz and cheers and all that uh, background noise in the broadcast we want to make it look authentic we want to make it cool um we'll talk about a bunch of the players that we have we have coming a little later on in the show but it'll be brandon and i uh drafting along with ryan mckay from st mary's like we did last year and this year drew hill from gross point north is joining us to draft as well um standard format we're each going to pick 15 players on a team we're going to randomly assign the draft order. Once we get closer to it, um, some rules in place will be, you have to take at least two guys from every class. So that in this year it'll be 23 through 26. Uh, we'll all have to at least take two freshmen, which a lot of the twenty sixes are standing out early. That should be pretty easy for us to do, but, um, mostly it's going to be a good time. That's been our, our annually, our most listened to episode. So we figured we might as well capitalize that and try and up the ante on it. But, uh, Really looking forward to it, as I said. Brandon and I have been stoked about it for a while. Mike Rice has been instrumental in putting this thing together. Uh, Joe Mooney, obviously instrumental in that. Chad Bush, along with the entirety of the prep. Uh, G-Brand, obviously, as well. Just uh, a lot of people coming together uh, to do something that we think is going to be pretty cool and and be a a pretty awesome experience for a bunch of uh, the players that we enjoy watching play so much. Um, Brandon, that's enough of talking for me for a couple minutes. I'm going to let you take it wherever you'd like.
0: (laughs) Uh, yeah I mean hey just piggybacking off what you said we're super excited super stoked for this I think it's gonna be something that well here's the thing I think this we might have to go back to our origins a little bit to kind of like explain the idea of this uh cold weather bats has has scaled as it's begun in a way like as soon as we started it it was like hey let's do a let's do a podcast about high school baseball it'll be good to you know the kids an opportunity to get some spotlight coaches there's a lot, i mean obviously there's a lot of good things going on here what if we did it, what if we did this podcast so then we did it and we did it just to do it we did it because we, we love doing it and again i think that's why we still do it because we because we enjoy it thoroughly so and genuinely um so it's just grown like on its own without even being able to blink kind of in a way at least that's how it started in that first year and uh now it's become almost sustainable and and basically what i'm trying to say is that we're starting to figure out kind of the right way to do things more often than not i feel like i feel like we were so uh fresh in the game of uh like i don't know we we have a podcast but we also kind of have a brand in a way with this whole thing and we didn't really realize that so i feel like this is kind of a culmination of us being like hey we've kind of figured out some pretty cool things we could do with this whole thing and here's the first look at what a complete project looks like where we're able to put a bunch of people together to make something really cool happen for Michigan baseball uh, you know, high school baseball specifically. And, you know, that's what the podcast is as a whole, but this event itself is, is cool. It hasn't been done before. And I think is, is one of the coolest things I've ever seen personally uh, at least from an ideation standpoint. So the execution is, I feel like extremely safe given that we're working with the guys at the prep who, you know, they're pros literally. They, they, they work with the Grand Rapids Drive, et cetera. So I mean they're or I should say Detroit Drive now, right? Um yep. whatever they're called. I don't even know at this point. Motor I City, I, said, I
1: think maybe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I apologize.
0: I gotta work on my delivery of my uh advertisements, I suppose. Uh but the prep they're pros, you know, and the Prospect Center, beautiful, beautiful facility for us. And then we've got us. We've got the boys coming in uh to make things happen. So uh you know I'm a I'm a big fan of this. I think it's gonna work out great. And I'm sorry for my awkward pause there. My computer just suddenly turned off and I, and I didn't really know why. Luckily it didn't die, so everything is good. Um, but yeah, I feel like this is a culmination of like what we've been trying to to get going here. so and what we've gotten going here, but this is kind of like the big this is like our Super Bowl, I think, in a way, personally. So that's how I see it. So we're super excited. Extremely excited. I've said it a million times, so you understand. Uh, We should talk about the Super 25. uh, But before we do, before we do, is there anything else we need to cover before we jump into the Super 25? I mean, obviously super excited for the player draft, as I've said a thousand times. But outside of that, anything else we're missing?
1: Um, Yeah, I think we should talk about, uh, real quickly, I think we should touch on Groziel's new head baseball coach.
0: Oh, okay. Uh yeah
1: um, no man <laughs> you, want, you want to break the news go ahead <laughs> um, obviously if you've seen on Twitter and elsewhere it's official there was a press release et cetera et cetera our our esteemed Allegedly. half of half of the C W B duo Brandon Justice was named head baseball coach at Grozil this is his first head coaching appointment um, he's been assistant in some really cool places has had success in the summer circuit. I don't need to tell you Brandon's resume. I do a podcast with him every week, uh, but congratulations, Brandon, obviously very, very stoked for you. Something you deserve and uh, something I'm sure you'll crush. Just uh, take it easy on my Richard boys, if y'all play. Uh, but aside from that, best of luck to you this year, man. I'm stoked for you.
0: Uh, I appreciate it, man. It means a lot. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, shoot. There's been a ton of, ton of stuff that's gone into like getting to this point. Right. I mean, Few different teams, like as you mentioned, schools, and meeting people that taught me things, and other people that taught me things, and good and bad, and it's how it goes. But uh, I'm excited, man. I'm just really lucky, and like it's just at the end of the day, like I just feel like I got lucky to, to have the opportunity. I keep feeling like that. Sometimes luck isn't on accident, but uh, that's not my uh, that's not my proclamation to make. I will I will continue to live with action, as they say, Brian. That's what I will continue to do um so yeah i appreciate it go devils it's, it's a great time to be alive uh here on league hello hey how you doing no idea i'm a down league guy spent one year in the mac red no idea how it works here can't wait to figure it out can't wait to see how you guys play ball uh and, and super excited man just to be a part of it and uh want to thank girls Deal for the selection obviously if they're listening so uh, that's about that for politically correct statements about my head coaching position um let's see anything else in that spot uh, super excited to work with the kids man we've got a great group great group of kids obviously they're coming off final four trip last year Um, we have a lot of work to do to replicate that Um, you know 10 10 guys returned but five starters are gone our top three pitchers are gone our best hitter from last year is gone got some kids who are on the fence about playing um, who I haven't met yet so you know your tip maybe one day we'll have an episode about what it's like to be a head coach in your 20s for the first time after one month. And then maybe we'll recap it at the end of the season and and see how that is. And I'll just be fresh and honest about it. Maybe it'll give some honest uh, uh, perspective on the whole thing. Who knows? But anyway, moving on. Appreciate the kind words, Brian. And thanks to everybody who tweeted at us. We appreciate, or I appreciate it, I should say. I can't speak for Brian on that. He probably uh, muted his notifications. Um, Super 25 came out. (laughs) Super 25 came out during the MHSBCA convention, and uh, we already discussed uh, the nature of that, of the the audio there. So if you did not listen to that, which by the way, to the over 1,000 people, I have not checked it lately, but it was over 1,000 after one day, the over 1,000 people that listened to that on the day of, let alone all the ones who have listened thereafter, really appreciate you guys taking the time uh, to listen and, and giving it a shot. Obviously, the audio here today is a little bit more pleasant, and so we hope you enjoy the episode more. If you got to hear the Super 25 uh, during that show, then great. You'll get a little bit more uh, insight on it here today as we go over it before we uh, jump into uh, the rest of the show. So, Brian, you want to take us through uh, 25 to, to 20, and I'll take us to uh, to the 10 yeah. mark, and we can split that in half?
1: Yeah, for the first one of the season, um, we ended up doing twenty Super 25, obviously, but rather than five also receiving votes, we had 10. Uh, just, you know, as a season starter, we'll whittle that down once we get in, once we get in the swing of things. And we won't update this again until probably April, obviously. We'll let teams start playing and blah, 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 blah. But uh, the also receiving votes categories, and this came from uh, like a wide range of, of sources. This was us kind of networking a fair bit, putting, uh, sending some texts like with guys we trust, like who who should we have, who should we not have? Uh, who's not on our radar that should be, et cetera, et cetera, and uh, as well as our own thoughts, and came up with these ten. So starting in the also receiving votes, Cardinal Mooney, uh, D four club, who was you know one game away from winning it all last year, uh, or one game away from getting there at least last year. Um, like them, what they bring back, Trent Rice is will be at the player draft, and Ty Bodecker is a good shortstop. They have some arms. Interesting club there. Uh, Flint Powers Catholic. First time, I believe, that we've had them anywhere in the Super 25, Brandon. Uh, They're in the also receiving votes category. We've talked about him on the show before, but Grant Garman, I think, is one of the more underrated pitchers in the state. Uh, Riverview GR, also receiving votes. They won D4 last year. Um, Obviously, proud, proud alma mater of of one Brian Sikowski. But uh, anyways, Lost some guys, but they are excited about what they bring back. They're ex- as excited about their freshman classes as they've been in a few years. So I uh, think the depth is returning to the program. Obviously, they won it all last year with like 12 total players. So uh, bringing in some more depth. and We expect them to be good. Portage Northern here in this category. A little bit of a down year last year. We talked about that. We kind of expected that to happen. Uh, but now those guys are a year older. Ty Tomlinson's kind of the star there, obviously, the Michigan commit. Rockford out on the west side, uh, a club who, you know, should have some depth to them. Uh, Some of the people we talked to on the west side expects them and Hudsonville, who's right here next, uh, also receiving votes category to be strong again, as expected, but um, would expect, obviously, Rockford and and Hudsonville every year, year in and year out, to be very strong. And uh, we have the same expectations in 2023. Gross Point South bringing back eight seniors. That's a team that that we have here in the also receiving votes. And it's a team that in a couple different rough drafts were in the top 25 uh, as we were working on it, as we were building it out. I think, you know, if if you made us rank it out, they'd probably be number 27 or something like that, Um, like the depth that they return. Obviously, a a senior laden bunch this year. Um, Goodrich here also receiving votes. They lost Noah Keller. That's just the reality of the situation. Lost a, a huge piece. You're bringing back a, a rather substantial returner in Carson Raether. There's there's obviously other players on that club too, like the talent level there. But anytime you you lose so much production on the mound and what Keller was for them, it's kind of a wait and see approach. Um, and finalizing, uh, rounding out the top ten here: Base City Western, Deep Club, Old Club, you know, historically great club. Expectations there are high. And Brighton, uh, you know, anytime you can bring back a, a lefty off our injury who's committed to D one like they are. Uh, that's a, a notable addition to, to what was a solid team last year. And then they have some guys who have grown together and, and, you can remember a couple of years ago when they were ranked number one in D1 to start the season by the MHSBCA poll. And we had some conversations with the coach that year, and he'd said, Hey, you know, I like my bunch. We got some young guys. Well, those young guys are now upperclassmen. We're a couple of years later. So expecting good things from Brighton and what is always a very, very, very difficult league to be good in. Uh, but those are our also receiving votes Cardinal Mooney, Powers Catholic, Riverview GR, Portage Northern, Rockford. Hudsonville, Gross Point South, Goodrich, Bay City Western, and Brighton. And again, those are in no order. Just those are the 10. Uh, but at number 25, Brando, I'll just keep rolling right up to 20 for you. But uh, at 25, we have Detroit Western International, uh, a team you can count on every year to win a bunch of games, a team you can count on now pretty much a, a veritable guarantee to win their league. That, that's what they've been. So uh, expecting them to maybe take that next step forward in the state tournament. Um, Sebastian Jaimez is a guy we've talked about quite a bit. He'll be at the CWB draft on Monday night. Novi High School at number 24. Um, we think the arms are maybe a little bit ahead of the bats here. Uh, they have Brandon Bennett. They have Andrew Abler. They have some good depth on, on the pitching staff. They're at number 24. Number 23, Woodhaven. Uh, have to have a downriver representative, of course. So Woodhaven in the, in the top 25 here at number 23. Number 22, the defending Division three state champions, Buchanan. Uh, they lose some stuff we talked about that they, they lost a couple of their big arms um, lost the ace but bring back a fair bit uh, a new head coach there obviously but an old friend coincidentally and new head coach David Sokolovsky he was the coach at Three Rivers or excuse me what is it Brandon something Oaks, yeah. Oaks Valley Three. you know the high schools that have seven words it's too much Three Oaks River Valley High School I got it right now he was oh, the head coach there a couple years yeah. ago when we interviewed him to oh, start I, the season. He's you know. a Buchanan alum. He's back there now as the head coach. Excited about uh, what they're doing there, Buchanan, as always, coming off a, a state championship a year ago. And number twenty one, Freeland, who's bringing back basically their entire team. Um, saw Freeland play last year; that they had a really good game against a obvious Division One player in Tommy Shapansky. Uh, saw them, uh, you know, get to him a little bit. It's a It's a scrappy bunch of guys who play the game the right way, and they're they're tough to strike out. Uh, They execute and approach well. They're at number 21.
0: All righty, and that brings us into 20, where we have uh, quite the familiar face in grand blank. Uh, Lost Lally, as we know, David Lally Jr., if you don't know, he's at Notre Dame now. Um, But they just had another uh, commitment to Notre Dame, uh what's the name
1: brian do you know the
0: name i can't think chris worley yep chris worley i thought that's what it was it was one, one of my jumping.
1: sleepers man he was one of my sleepers from last year i was getting ready to spring that dude on the world and then he went to notre dame camp it was so good they had to commit him and i don't blame him but uh guy i got tipped off to last year obviously david lally senior was the the tipper offerer at that point but uh um it's stoked for Chris Worley. I've gotten to know his dad a little bit. They're they're really good people. As the Grand Blank community is all really good people. But um, that's a that's quite the pipeline now. You know, any dude arms that's going to come out of Grand Blanc at least in the next several years, predisposed to go to Notre Dame. And, and that's a pretty cool, uh, pretty cool little thing to have. They're a pretty cool little like subset of your program. Is that hey, if you're a dude, we've already sent guys to Notre Dame. You know, now that they have two. But anyways, sorry to interrupt you.
0: Oh, you're quite all right, my friend. I, uh, I think Grand Blink, uh is one of those teams where uh, it's suddenly becoming like a thing, right? It's like this <laughs> is how it goes with with teams that that are that get good. They, um, you know, sometimes they have a flash in a pan type of kid like Lally, and then and then it ends. And then sometimes that kid kind of sets the tone for the rest of the, the district. That like, hey uh baseball is cool and, and and you know david lally's the the kind of like the, the, the star of the show there and, and everything and i think the younger kids took notice to that and maybe it amped them up a bit i mean that's what happened in trenton eons ago when trenton became good at hockey everyone just decided they were going to become good at hockey too because the high school team was like a, a celebrity status right um and that's just how it goes i mean that's how it's going at woodhaven right woodhaven had a, had a group of kids one Year that were really good, and, and that kind of set the tone for the kids that were coming in the year after that. And then, uh, from here on and here on out, is good, and that's just how it goes. Now, granted, now they have these great facilities, but they didn't have them beforehand, they got good, and then they got the facilities. Um, so I think that's kind of what we're seeing with Grand Blank is that uh, it's becoming more of an annual thing. Uh, Lake Orion is at 19, they bring back most of their offense. Uh, and is it Villarreal or Villarreal? Do we know either way? He's bad, either yeah. way, he's bad. Uh, and then we got Stephen to the Lakeshore 18. Zach Warren's one of the one of the more underrated players in the state. He's off to Northwood, where he's sure to damage baseballs. I watched him play three games in two days, and he went yard in two of them, and they were at and had a triple in the other, uh, all three parks. And two of those home runs were at Oakland's park. Uh, he put it out like 380. Now he doesn't he doesn't look like it because he's five nine probably, and he's he's not weak by any means. He wouldn't be putting balls out if he was, but he doesn't really look like he's going to burst through the seams or anything like that. Um, but he's a, he's a player and they've got some guys out there and, and they're good every year. 17 we've got West Bloomfield. Uh, we're actually opening up with West Bloomfield this year on the road. Um, we'll be playing against the Lakers and they bring back loan uh, picor and Adrian Epps. Pecor is the, the right-hander committed to central Michigan. I mean, he's like six, four, maybe more, maybe an inch or two, give or take. Uh, he's you know 90 plus type of guy with a really wicked bender. And, you know, I think, it's, you could, it's, it's licensed to be called a hammer, I would say. Uh, and he was challenging last year for some really good teams, and I only expect to see him to, to get better. Same goes for Adrian Epps. I mean, he shuts down the outfield, one of the better outfielders in the state, uh, if not the best outfielder in the state, one of. And uh, it continues to be a, a sure thing at the top of the order for West Bloomfield. Uh, and then at 16, we've got a newcomer, Alganak, who we've only heard great things about, right, Brian? It's like through networking and everything, everyone yep. that we've been talking to and asking about this. Algonac continues to be the team uh, that gets mentioned. But, you know, six out of nine starters back. Uh, some names we're supposed to hear about would be Josh Kastner and Matt Meldrum. And, and you know, that's just a team to look out for. And as we know, the, the East Siders tend to do good. And correct me if I'm wrong, but Algonac is – that's like a – rich they play Richmond and, and yep. cross-select those teams. God, I'm just getting real good at this geography thing. Algonac uh, head coach
1: back. and Josh Kastner are both going to be in the house at the live draft, by the way, just as an update for everyone.
0: Big time. Big time. Yeah. Uh, if you're a Cole or super fan, then you remember the uh, geography disaster that was uh, <laughs> my understanding of Grand Ledge's location last year. Uh, I'm not going <laughs> to let that happen again. Make no mistake, I know exactly where Monroe is here at number 15, not in Downriver, noted and confirmed to anyone wondering or proclaiming. You were wrong. Uh, Noah Miller, Kellen Roberts, uh, Ryan Sealer, Owen Yontz, that team is super good. Monroe is like a state championship type of team. if if, like that's the ceiling for them I think legitimately they are extremely good and they have you know Noah can go pitch he can go catch you know me personally obviously I would like to see him catch more just from a just want his arm to be okay personally but I don't know I obviously I'm hoping they're taking care of it I would assume Bubba does a great job down there from what I hear uh so Callan Roberts is like ace material at most places I think outside of maybe like Mary's, but even there, he might be. I mean, he's legit. So they got a lot of guys there. Big big Monroe backer this year. I think they're going to be good. Uh, 14, University of Liggett. Uh, You know, obviously they have to be in here, but they lost uh, the older Kurt Barr. Um, They lost Blake Illich. So their number one and number two are, are both gone. Um, they've got some things to, to figure out there at, at Liggett, but they still have a, a bevy of talent probably as much as any team in the state uh, of talent with with Purify and Reggie Sharp and, um, you know, Oliver's Oliver service. And I might be missing a couple, but there's a, a lot of really good players there every year. Um, that's a place that has, again, similar to how he talked about programs, just being good every year Liggett is certainly a staple in that regard. Uh, at 13, we have Forest Hills Northern. Uh, Jonas Saint Antoine, one of the better left-handed hitters and infielders in the state. He's committed to Pitt, and he's going to probably play there. I would assume quite a bit. Um, went to the Final Four last year. They they schedule tough. It's a team that is fit to to face competition, fit to make a playoff run. Uh, number twelve, it's again like maybe I'm being a bit biased here, going with the two Monroe area ish teams. I uh, went with Monroe, duh, fifteen. Think they're a sleeper, but also Huron, and number twelve here, New Boston Huron. Uh, they're a team that kind of found their way into the top five last year for us, uh, I think for for more than one week at least. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and, and they have two power arms and uh, Gavin Muzzy and Luke Cole, both 90 plus guys. But uh, my buddy Zach Solchek is the pitching coach at Huron, uh, you know, new title for him. So congratulations on that coach. Uh, he tells me that they've got four arms deep there that, that are going to do some damage uh, for the Chiefs this year. So look out for Huron. They're a team that Think about it, man. Like any team that has four pitchers that can go deep with the same confidence, or maybe not the same confidence, but the same tiered level of confidence, you can go with four guys to start a game confidently. That's 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 rare to, to, to be able to do. Few teams can yep. say that. Um, and then at number 11, to wrap up this this side of it, we've got Forest Hills Eastern, the other side of town, uh, from Forest Hills Northern. And uh, did they oh – it's been a year. Did, did they go on to Wood states last year? I believe so, right? Or they yes. went to the state
1: Right. yeah they won d2
0: they won d2 that's what i thought yep. yeah so they won the d2 state championship um beat grand rapids christian in the d2 state final um so we will see how that goes uh this year uh, both forest hills team there's a lot of good ball going on in forest hills talk about yep. Girls point shoot i might have to take a trip to forest hills uh so that brings us to our top 10 i'll let you take us from you want to just swap on and off like we did at the show
1: yeah yep sounds good um, all right, number 10, Rochester Adams. Uh, very, very bullish on this team this year. Uh, the Pico brothers are there. Parker, one of the best prospects in the state. If, if I think you could make the argument that he is the best prospect in the state. Um, I think that's certainly within play given his abilities. Uh, obviously, Vino Waters is there. We're expecting both Pico and Waters to be at the Colbert Best Live Draft on Monday. Just, I'm going to keep telling people that just everyone, so everyone's aware. Um but anyways, yeah, Rochester Adams, number 10, playing a tough league, play a tough schedule, but uh, really, really talented this year. And I thought they were really good last year, too, just kind of couldn't close the deal there. Um, but now, you know, we are got him in the top 10. We're excited excited about him.
0: And then at number nine, we have Heartland. We spoke a bit about this, but, I mean, Gannon Grundman's one of the better arms in the state. I think he's, uh, he's going to be a really important player for them. Yeah, Sam Clay, I believe his name is Sam Clay. I think I know his last name is Clay, but he's a middle infielder for them, and he had an excellent performance in the playoffs last year in the two games. I had the opportunity to watch those guys against CC and then against uh, St. Mary's after that. Um, So, so yeah, Heartland's a great team with a phenomenal coaching staff. Uh, Coach Gunther does a really good job out there. I think he's one of the better coaches, more underrated coaches, and overlooked guys in the state, probably a guy who's going to stay there for a long time, and I think when it's all said and done, I'll have a lot of W's next to his name at Heartland. So take us to number eight.
1: Yeah, number eight, Battle Creek Lakeview. Uh, This is one of those clubs that we, you know, predominantly feedback on as far as like where they're ranked and and why and how, et cetera, et cetera. Just a club that everyone we asked, it felt like, you know, from Battle Creek area to Kalamazoo to Grand Rapids, back to the the east side here, like anybody we we asked, Brought up Battle Creek Lakeview as far as you know. Like they, they bring a lot back. They have some star power at the top. They're really deep. You know, expecting big things from them this year. So we rolled with it. at Battle Creek Lakeview at number eight, and uh, you know, this is going to be a, a little bit of a wait and see for us. You know, there's a lot of like different uh, ways that we go about building this top 25, and a lot of different inputs that that carry various amounts of weight. And this one is is a uh, we we we're betting on what our contacts tell us we're you know using our resources in a more of a just listening to them rather than kind of listening to them way do you want to put it that way but yeah battle creek lakeview at number eight we decided to be bullish and and i uh, don't feel bad about it
0: and you shouldn't feel bad about it uh (laughs) at number seven i think again just another another no-brainer team and this is a team that i think i mean honestly we're making these super 25 rankings guys and like Half of it is, hey, what do we believe? And half of it is, like, what what is the other angle of all this that we also have to consider? Like, we're not just right about everything, right? right. Uh, because CC is a team that I think we can both agree is, like, we, we both see them as, like, a top three, four team at the worst this year. Yep, like, that's, yep. that's where I'm at with it. I mean, Hager is playing out of his mind, and, and he's been playing extremely well his whole career, but he seems to be playing his best right now, and I think that's really dangerous for anyone playing against them. Uh, Trey Cassidy, if, if there's a catcher in the state better than Noah Miller, it's it's him. Those guys are neck and neck. Last year it was all about Ike Irish. This year I think it's about those two. I might be forgetting some on my top of my head right now, but those two are really good. Um, obviously Vinny Cowdery is a really good catcher too that hasn't really had the opportunity to showcase that in high school ball, but at St. Mary's this year with Irish gone, uh, could be one of those guys that rises to that level. But when it comes to the catchers, Trey Cassidy is – he's. He's upper echelon. He's tier one. And, uh, you know, him and and Hager and uh, Braden LaRue showed a really good ability to pitch last year. Had a lot of pitch ability um, to him. Uh, and then they just had a kid, uh, another kid commit, I believe. I, I don't know where, but I think it was Ohio joining Cassidy. And I think it's the shortstop, but I can't think of his name right now. Just know that CC is a team that we're really bullish on and, and I think they're going to be a great team that's, Uh, I think this is year three or year two for the head coach too. So they're kind of hitting that, that sweet spot where the younger kids have grown in this program and they're ready to go. And yeah, I think this is a special year for CC.
1: Yeah. And they, they kind of, you know, you don't start from scratch at a place like CC, but it felt like they had a bit of a rebuild situation where, you know, the Rogowskis came in, they took over a team that was solid, you know, unspectacular, certainly not where they want to be being Detroit Catholic central, um, certainly not where the Rogowskis had it when they played, you know, even in the early part of the early part of the century here. But um, it was all young guys, you could tell at the beginning. Like, they played a lot of freshmen early on in this rebuild or retool or whatever you want to phrase it. And that includes guys you mentioned, like Hager and Cassidy and, and Blakita and, and LaRue and, and all those guys. It, they were willing to play freshmen. They were willing to take their lumps because they were trying to build it in, in the way that they wanted to build it. And they've done that. And I thought they were super competitive last year. You know, they played St. Mary's in, in a couple of St. Mary's closest, you know, closest games all year. Um, I, was it them who knocked off Brother Rice in the in the state tournament? Uh, you know, they they keep playing. Even the games that they lost, they were really really close. in. And now you bring back the majority of that team. It's another year, another step forward. Maybe St. Mary's is looking human. Yeah, you know, whatever. It's just I think that the They're peaking at the right time. They're continuing to get better. And even if they don't win the state championship this year, I think we'll make the argument at the end of the year that they were a top five overall team or something like that. Uh, Number six, Grand Rapids Christian, uh, the state runner-up a year ago. Kyle Remington's back for his senior year. Jackson Isaacs just committed to Western Michigan, a good core there. Uh, I think they have some players who, you know, it's just a deep team. We saw it last year. They'll bring back a fair bit of that of that runner-up team from a year ago. Uh, they'll have the dudes take steps forward, et cetera, et cetera. Grand Rapids Christian at number six and another team that we're excited about.
0: And then at number five, we've got Gross Point North, and uh, we're kind of hitting that part of the, the show where all these teams here are, are state contenders and they're all teams we expect to be super good, and it, it's really interchangeable from, I think, from three to, to seven. It's interchangeable. And even some teams after seven could, could crack in there. Um, but I do think three to seven is pretty interchangeable. I think two and one kind of stand on their own, but three to seven are, are really interchangeable for me at number five. We've got gross point North. Uh, I mean, Hey, elephant of the room is is obvious here. One nothing final against uh, orchard Lake St. Mary's in the D one state final last year. Uh, they had two runners on with two outs in the seventh and the one nothing game. And Blake Grimmer made a great play. And, you know, they were close, man, and they and they pushed mm-hmm. they pushed Marys to their limit, uh, you know, in the final game, and a lot of that was or I would say all of that was due to the play of, of Brendan Hill, who's now rightfully so committed to Michigan since that since that game, and and he's he's back, and he's a junior, so the leap he can take this year, the leap he can take next year uh, is pretty remarkable. But this year, as a junior, left-handed pitcher, um, one of the better lefties in the state, if not the best lefty in the state, uh, he's become a a bit synonymous with Michigan high school baseball fans because of that game. And they get him, they get his brother, Drew, who's committed to Wayne state uh, power hitting center fielder for them uh, who does a lot defensively in the base path and in the box. Uh, Obviously we'll be talking to him and seeing him at the player draft on Tuesday. I would imagine Brennan's going to be there too. I'm I'm almost positive he's coming as well. Uh, Jordan Arsnow is back. You know, he's another guy in that rotation. That's good. So they can go two or three deep with the arms. Um, They have, you know, some college commits like Cam Schaefer committed to Alma, uh, a couple other guys who, who play college ball on that team. I mean, so they're a deep team. It's not just a couple of guys. It's not just the brothers. It's it's a deep team. But they are certainly led um, by the by the arm in Brennan Hill and the bat of, uh, of Drew Hill, along with Jordan Arsenault, who's, who's real close behind Brennan uh, on the mound mm-hmm. as well. Um, and then take us into number four, which is a team we, we both are, have been talking about probably since last year. Yeah,
1: yeah at number four, Bay City John Glenn, uh, we – talked, I I mean, this is, I think it was like June of last year. We were like, hey, next year, Super 25, we're juicing John Glenn. You know, like this is something that we've seen coming for a while now. Tanner Sontag and and Brody Kryciak are are both committed to Oakland. Nathan Ball's going to uh, Northwood. Uh, It's a good team together. They've grown together. It's one of those uh, high-level baseball communities that kind of now maybe this is the year where it peaks and and we challenge for some things, and I'm pretty sure they're D2. Uh, so I think we're we're going to pick them as our D2, uh, you know, state champion pick or whatever. Uh, that'll be another episode we'll do in a couple of weeks where we make state championship picks. But anyways, Bay City John Glenn. And speaking to that, Sontag and Ball will be at the Cold Weather Bets Live Draft on Monday night. I'm going to keep pointing that out so that. You know, people aren't thinking I'm just making it up when I say, no, 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 we got players coming, I promise you. we got, we got a bunch of dudes who are going to be in the house and a lot of names you know. Um, but, yes, from the BCJG folks, we'll have Sontag and Ball. They are our number four team to start the season.
0: And at number three, it's another one that's just an undeniable roster, a very deep team. They were really good last year. They'll be really good again this year. Dante Nori is back, the Mississippi State Command, among others. Uh, Northville is a team that we're big on, uh, you know, we got to add Justin Brown in there as well. Um, you know, they're deep and they're a team that's perennial, you know, they're, they're good at annually or they're always going to be good, but this year they just continue to have some power, um, that they haven't had maybe in the past with a guy who has a ceiling like Dante Nori. I mean, that's a guy who, even if he gets walked, is going to find his way to third automatically. He's just a bag swiper of a, a hitter, a fielder, a, everything. Uh, right. And really changes, uh, your lineup. You throw him at the top of it or in the middle of it and, and he's going to do a lot of damage for your team and um, going to shake the other team's boots a little bit. Um, obviously, there's plenty more to go around there in Northville, but, you know, it kind of does start and end uh, with the bat and the glove and the feet of Dante Nori um, and building off of what they had last year and, and the pitching staff uh, coming back this year, you know, we're, we're big on Northville who lands at number three.
1: And number two, this is one where we've had I mean, you, you know, there's we'll have differences of opinion with the MHSBCA poll all year. It's just kind of we're the media wing; they're the you know poll, uh, add up the averages and put it together wing. Blah 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 blah. Coaches voting, etc. So like we our processes are different, of course. But one of our biggest disagreements was we think Brother Rice is like one of maybe has a chance to be one of the best high school teams in Michigan State history this year. And they see them as more like the sixth or seventh best team in D1. We disagree. Uh, We'll just put that out there. I think Rice is – you know, if St. Mary's' recent run didn't exist, you know, like if the last four years of Orchard Lake St. Mary's didn't exist, I think we'd be heading into 2023 saying this Rice team may be the best team of all time. I I just – I'm that high on them this year as far as the talent goes. Um, Obviously, like, I I don't – I'd have to add it up real quick. I think they're like 0-11 or something like that against Mary's in the last two years since we came back from COVID. So you know that they're all chomping at the bit uh, to knock off the champs. I think they have the team to do it. You pick up Blake Illich at the break. I mean, pretty strong pickup there uh, as as the number one player in the 25 class in the state Um, should be deep on the mound, should be deep than they have been on the mound, which has kind of, you know, been a little bit of a, of a, not a problem, but, has been a little bit of an Achilles heel there in the last couple years, just not very deep after the the top few guys. This year that goes out the window. You have Illich there. You have Tribal there. You have Fredo Velasquez there. You have a bunch of arms. The Bats – They're going to go one through nine, it feels like, with guys who are committed D1. Um, Ty Fox will be in the house. Cheeseman will be in the house uh, at the live draft. Those are two D1 commits we'll play every day. Braden Dowd's another one. Uh, Van But We can go on and on. Just really, really optimistic on Brother Rice. But we couldn't put them at one because of obvious reasons. 87-1 over the last two years. 44-0 last year. Brandon, who is number one?
0: Number one is quite obvious, folks. Uh, it's Orchard Lake St. Mary's. I mean, where there's a lot of places you could begin, but we'll start with exactly where you started. Eighty-seven and one, one of the best runs in the history of high school programs, let alone sports in the country, and let alone Michigan. So uh, they've done some really significant things over the last couple of years, and I think, or last few years, really, last three, four, or five years. Uh, and you know, we're not gonna. People are like, oh, you're the OLSM Gross Point Podcast. And it's like, no, we are the Michigan High School Baseball Podcast. And if you say those names out loud, they typically have a lot to do with the subject matter. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, Orchard Lake St. Mary's kind of become a bit of a huge chunk of what makes up Michigan High School Baseball's uh, dialogue and conversation. And for good reason. Um, and this year they're, they're going to be. Extremely good, again, even though they lost Schubert, even though they lost Ike Irish, uh, even though they lost Jack Crichton. What comes back is Jason Oliver, a shortstop and pitcher, committed to Indiana, who's – I don't know how hard he's throwing now, but he's throwing very hard. hard. I yeah. So there you go. He's throwing very hard, uh, as expected. Ryan McKay's back, uh, CWB draftee, uh, second-year vet, uh, left-handed hitter who does the job every single time. Uh Parker Bruce is back. Uh, Blake Grimmer. I mean, I don't know how I didn't rank him higher, but I mean, that goes to show where this team's at. I mean, Aiden Donovan's just hiding in that rotation at number, I don't know, he might be one, two, three this year. I have no idea, but, but he's in there. Uh, You know, uh, the list goes on, Brian, tell us more about Orchard Lake St. Mary's.
1: Yeah, I think it's, it's a different team this year. You don't have Brock Porter. You don't have your murderers' row of offense. Everybody understands that it's going to be a different St. Mary's team this year. They're going to be, you know, I, I don't think they're, I don't think they're world anymore. You know, I don't think they're the the Russians anymore, where it's like you literally need a miracle to knock them off, like some stuff like that. I, I don't. It's not the case anymore. I still think they're really, really good. They still have double-digit D one commits on that club. Um, I think you could make the argument that they're maybe even a little deeper on the mound this year, depending on how some of the younger guys from last year have developed but there's no slam dunk ace yet I'm sure there will be as they develop throughout the course of the season there's no slam dunk ace and the lineup is not as long you know, you're know, you not going to roll one through nine uh, this year so you need a guy like Vince Cowdery to step up uh, a big role to fill there with Ike Irish gone uh, need to fill the the lineup as well as behind the plate um, Matt puts a ton on the catchers at Mary's, and that's something that, you know, like we've always prided ourselves on, or what I prided myself on when I was there, is the catchers mostly call the game at Mary's. You know, like we're not really sending in so there's a lot of pressure put on the catchers who wear the eaglets across the chest, and you have guys who who come back, and like you, you mentioned, the the guys coming back, Grimmer and McKay and Oliver have all been huge of the club for years now. You bring in a good freshman class. Uh, Luke Crichton has already committed Indiana, um, which is actually, if you think about it, uh, I think, you know, Luke Crichton's probably going to end up playing shortstop. I think he's going to play center field this year, but with Jason Oliver at short, Indiana might have the next two uh, St. Mary shortstops committed, which is interesting, but um, just, would expect them to be really good. I just don't know if I'd say that they're world beaters this year, and that's okay. It's it's going to be quite the battle between them and Rice, and then if you throw in Catholic Central as well as uh, Leggett into that mix, that's they're all in the same league. They're all going to play each other four or five times. That's the the Catholic League is going to be very very fun again this year.
0: The Catholic League is uh, it's going to be a gauntlet. I don't know. You're talking. St. Mary's CC and and rice. And that's just, that's going to be a blast. And there's a bunch of other teams too, who are good. Right. So that's going to be a blast. Uh, Yeah. All right. So the super 25, that wraps it up. Uh, It was quite a joy putting that together. Thanks to everyone who, who helped us with that and communicated with us on their teams and the teams around them and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Really appreciate it. Um, Brian, we uh, we've got a lot of cold weather bats episodes coming in between now and and the end of the year, but the next one's going to be an extremely fun one. So why don't you wrap us up with one more reminder on uh, what's going on on Monday and and how to watch it from home.
1: Monday the 13th, Cold Weather Bats Live player draft from Prospect Center. Come hang out if you want to. It's open to the public. It's free of charge. Um, If you want to watch it, it'll be at 8 p.m. And we will have a link on social media from the prep because the prep is doing a full broadcast. They'll have a link that'll take you to YouTube a lot, how they do all their sports broadcasts and, and the various sports throughout the year. But uh, we hope you tune in. If you, if you can't make it out, we hope you watch. Um, I'm sure it'll be a little clunky at first as we find our timing. Uh, but once we do, it'll be cool. And, and at the very, very least, it's definitely going to be unique. And I think at the very least we will entertain you. So we look forward to that. We look forward to, talking with you all after the fact and and hearing what you think of it and what we can improve upon. Um, But either way, Cold Weather Bats live draft Monday the 13th at 8 p.m. Tune in via the prep on YouTube or come watch it live at Prospect Center. But with that, welcome back to season three of Cold Weather Bats. For Brandon, I'm Brian. We'll talk to you next week.